It's time for Honest Reflection in Youth Ministry. The present culture is more established than ever. It's so crushing for many a youth pastor. There's a lot to be learned about youth ministry and even more to be shared. Here's to hoping that this helps. Whether you are 19 and have just started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope that this weekly dose of honesty and humor will help to heal and renew hope for you and yours. Welcome to After Nine, the most honest hour in youth ministry. Hello and welcome to After Nine. My name is Chad Higgins. And uh, I'm Zach Workin. Zach, how in the world are you? Man, I'm uh, feeling a little older, feeling a little uh, wiser, celebrating a big birthday. You know, just into summer means, uh, you know, summer's over and Zach's getting older. But doing well, doing well. 31 feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're, you doing, you're like ancient now, right? I know. I've got wisdom upon wi- I've earned my beard, I feel like. You know, this side of 30... You feel wizened. <laughs> so, you are you a doing, young pup, man. You're a young oh. pup. <laughs> you got so much life left in you. So much, so much uh, zeal and creativity. So many good days ahead. Well, I'm good, man. I um, it's been it's been busy. Been traveling all over, doing some speaking stuff, and um, that's gone really, really well. Continue yeah, to man. stay busy, and so it has been awesome. You and Martha making the big move soon, you know? We are. We are about to move to Stillwater, Oklahoma. A little south, a little west. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be be good. So, Um, But here's what I'm most excited about, Zach. What are you most excited about? Olympics. Olympics? Yeah, it's coming up. Do you know about that? (laughs) I've I've heard they're coming up. I heard they might also not happen. (laughs) Listen, man, people people are a little afraid about – you know, the some Z- viruses, <laughs> the Zika, some tr- <laughs> the Zika. some trash in the water, <laughs> some unfinished and unsupported structures. You know what I like to say? People used to people used to compete in these sports naked. <laughs> Our athletes need to get over it. Just, you know what I mean? Be thankful you have a jersey. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Be thankful you got shorts on, yeah. folks. <laughs> It'd be a very different Olympics if they were true Greek and Olympics, true, true, true Greco-Roman style. Right? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a different channel, <laughs> Zach. That was that's a completely that different channel. Yeah, that's a different thing. Oh, geez. Uh, no, that's okay. okay. Summer Olympics favorite event. What's your favorite event? Who? Pro- probably it took too long. The correct answer is gymnastics. No, <laughs> not yeah, even. No, no. Yes. it's not even close. I here's the thing. I I always feel weird just watching gymnastics. Right, like. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I don't know, something's <laughs> something's off about this. Because, like, half the events are really awesome, yeah. right? Like, men's rings, the, like, that thing where they, like, r- run and then jump over that, like, <laughs> sawhorse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can remember the name. Like, I can see it in my head. Um, but then, like, some of, some of the... Um, like the one where they just they're out there on the mat and they just kind of dance around. Like, you know what I mean? Exercise. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't get that. Like what? Because it's artful. that's not artful. Yeah, but I'm not looking for <laughs> art. Like I'm looking for, <laughs> for power, power and strength. Okay. What are your feelings about the pommel horse? You a pommel horse fan? Yeah, it just looks like it hurts. You know yeah. what I mean? Any, any, like, anything on the horses? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of slamming yourself against, <laughs> like. 
You know what I mean? Just a, an object. That's okay. And so it just... The uneven bars are by far the greatest like act of like faith and trust because they're just like flipping themselves around and then they just let go and they fly from uneven bar to uneven bar. It's incredible. That's my fave. Okay, so not not gymnastics. What's your favorite? You, you're so excited for the Olympics. what if what, so what if all what if all sports had like a defender though? Like I feel like that would make it much more interesting. Like if there was a guy below you on the uneven yeah. bars, like trying to pull you down. <laughs> There's always an antagonist. Like, There's always like a boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that was his goal. Like he got ten points for his team if he could rip you off those bars while you're trying to complete. Your yeah, own that's deal. not the Olympics. That's called American Gladiators, and it was this show in the nineties. <laughs> we can those same people can be a part of the Olympics. What you just described is American Gladiators. <laughs> hey, I can climb walls. Next can you up, climb walls with thunder chasing you up the wall. <laughs> Next up, Sweden. <laughs> Competing against Nitro. <laughs> it's just Nitro like pulling people off the rings. Like they're just trying to pull up to avoid Nitro and he's just pulling them off the rings. Oh, that's good. What do you think that guy's doing uh, right now? I mean, he's in his 50s, so it could be anything. He could be doing <laughs> anything. Well, anyways. the um, So I'm excited about the Olympics. I, I think my favorite sport is probably any of the uh, okay. volleyballs. Just a big fan. Like sand volleyball, like I, I love two two v two volleyball, sand volleyball. Good partnership. So. Okay, well, hey, welcome to After Nine. This is Zach and Chad, and today we have a big new idea for you. Uh, maybe better than American Gladiators in the Summer Olympics, um, but Rio. If you need that idea, look us up. We'll help you implement American Gladiators in the Olympics. Uh, but here at After Nine, we ask the big questions in youth ministry. Those honest questions you have walking across the parking lot. Did I make a difference tonight? Did I change a life? Did I serve food that wasn't spoiled? Uh, and so today's question, Chad, I brought to the table because I was wanting to get some input from you on a big new idea. So it's fall. It's into summer. I've been thinking about stuff all summer. I've been working with my students all summer. I just, I'm hyped up. I've got an idea, and I really want to th- kind of talk it out with you, not just in the idea itself, but also in the implementation of the idea. And I think a lot of our listeners have shared they are excited for fall. Maybe it's a new curriculum. Maybe it's a new way to do small groups. Maybe it's a um, new name for the ministry. But I feel like a lot of people we've talked to in the last few weeks have said that this fall they've got a big new idea. And I just want to walk through with you a new idea and maybe how you would go about setting it up, implementing it, testing it, and evaluating it. So my question today is... Okay. And this is actually the no, first right. time we, I we hear about it. it. We this saved is it. not like set <laughs> no, up is, for air. This is... So if I have to like tell you in front of all these people, Zach, horrible, horrible idea. idea. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do so it. Honest podcast, honesty on the table. Here we go. So Chad, big new idea. We'll talk about the idea, then we'll go to the break and we'll review it. <laughs> the big new idea that I've got okay. is I just feel like uh, my ministry is lacking in the intra-mentoring department. Like I feel like I've got some adult leaders that are like helping out with students, but that, that bridge from middle school to high school. So we are a ministry that's growing and doing, and maybe there's an argument that we should split into a middle school and high school ministry, but our facilities don't allow for that. So the setup is Sunday and Wednesday and Friday, which is kind of our weekly pattern, we have stuff together. Now we do small groups separately, so high school 
guys, nine ten guys, uh, you know, middle school girls. Everybody has their own small group. But for our programming stuff, most everything is kind of all of us together. Like we don't have like a middle school hour or a high school hour. We just have youth stuff all together. But in that, I feel like I'm always missing somebody, right? Like I feel like we've all maybe had the issue where you've got a room full of, you know, 13 to 18-year-olds. So you're trying to teach at like a 14, 15-year-old level because you want to invite everybody in. So my thought is to get some cohesiveness and not have my juniors and seniors think that my seventh graders are stupid is to, for our discipleship effort on the monthly, which is the only time we separate high school and middle school, that for our Sunday night discipleship groups, have my juniors and seniors be the mentors, small group leaders for my middle school small groups. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) I I dig it. I mean... No, I, I think that that's great. I, I, I've got um, okay. I got all yes, kinds of yes. questions that I'll hit you with after the break because I, I've um I've seen this done before. I've done something like this before. Um so I can point you to some okay. obvious pitfalls that will happen, um, but then some some great things that you'll see as well. Um it will be accepted by some, it will be pushed back by some. Um, and I mean, obviously like anything we, we do that involves leadership, you're going to have your people that love it, your people that hate it. And then everyone else in between that you, you kind of introduce them to it and they, they, um, they fall in love or they hate it based on your leadership of it. And so, um, yeah, dude, I, I think that, I think you got something there. I think launching it, um, in the fall is a great time to do something like that. Right. Because, I think there's always these questions um, for most student ministries coming into the fall. Is like, what are things going to look like? Because I think when people are, um, they're expecting yeah. change in some ways, right? But just because for them they're going through change, it's a new grade for them and all that kind of stuff. And so they're cool with some changes like that happening. Um, but they're also looking for yeah. some normality, right? Is this the place that... You know, I know that I, I, you know, this part of me and all those kind of things. And so it's finding that that place. And so um, let's go to the break. And then when we come back, we'll talk through your ideas and um, we'll poke at it it a little bit. Sound good? (laughs) All right. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just think you need a defender. All right, Nitro, catch me after the break. Uh, We're going to take a pause. We'll come back in just a few minutes. Calling all After 9 listeners. Zach and Chad are incredibly thankful for your patronage and encouragement. As we move into the next chapter of After 9, we want to ask for your support. You can help make After 9 even better. Please consider contributing monthly to growing After 9's reach and resources by visiting our Patreon page. Go to www.patreon.com after9 to become a supporter. You can also visit www.afternineministry.com slash support to learn more. We appreciate your ongoing encouragement, prayers, and support. Hey, welcome back to After Nine. My name is Zach Work, and this is my buddy. Chad Higgins. And today, uh, Chad's going to help me 
unload or maybe implement a great idea. I think it's the best idea I've had this week. And Chad thinks so too. No, not really. Uh, so on the first half, we unloaded the idea of having high school students, specifically juniors and seniors, help out in a particular function for middle school small groups. And Chad, uh, I'm ready. I've got the courage. Go after it. Tell me what's good. Tell me what's wrong. It's, it's the fall. It's time for new ideas. It's time to implement big ideas. What, what, what is right and wrong with this new idea? Sure. So we'll we'll start here. And I think that anytime you want to implement change in your ministry, you have to be able to answer this question and you have to be able to articulate it um, very precisely because you are going to get asked this question in multiple different ways. And if you can explain this one well, um, you are going to save yourself a lot of heartache with your senior pastor, your parents, your students. So, Zach, okay. here's my first question. I think it's the most important question to ask anytime you're trying to change something. Why? Oh. Why do you want to do this? Um, because it was new and I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, okay, so fair. that's fair. Uh, the answer to why is I feel like this is the missing gap in our ministry. Uh, I feel like okay. that we have this wave uh, like I mean, honestly, like there there are parts of me that almost want to tell my high school students and sometimes their crankiness just to go do whatever they want to because there's so many middle school students coming in and I have to be extra thoughtful and sensitive to my younger students coming in because I'm going to have them longer, right? Like at some point as a youth pastor, I feel like you get to that junior and senior year with your student and you're like, look, they're either going to be here or they're not. Like I'm not going to probably win this 17-year-old over to the way we do ministry. Like I feel like the battleground for a student buying in to youth ministry at your church and your congregation probably happens at about eighth or ninth grade. And so once they're 17, they're either in or they're not. Um, there's probably very few that are like, well, I could be persuaded. Uh, so I, I, I got to make sure that we're doing enough for my middle school students. And I think the issue for a lot of my high school students is they don't feel like they have enough ways to show off how they're mature, right? Like I think a lot of them want to be leaders, uh, but they're just not quite sure what space to fill. And so if they're not musical to be on the worship team, or if they don't have like a natural charisma, they're kind of like looking for those ways to kind of get slotted into a leadership role. And so for me, this gives a student that maybe is bought into the ministry and cares deeply about like the, the future of the ministry um, to, to plug in with some middle school students and help lead them in, in a very structured um, kind of call and response, question and answer kind of way. I, I think that's good, Zach. I think that and and I think as you communicate this with your people, I think it's important that you lead with okay. a lot of that, right? Because I think a lot of times when we try to implement change, we just try to communicate the what yeah. that we're doing to our people. And if they don't hear the why, it's just change okay. for change, right? But if we can communicate with them like, okay, here's why we're doing it. If they hear up front, like, hey, we're trying to, one, teach our older students what it looks like to disciple yes. younger students. Like, that's going to be a big win. Um, but then also, like, for your younger students, they hear this, and now as if this is a ministry that continues to grow and develop, then your younger students are going to want to mature in such a way that they're mentors when they get older. So let's poke, let's poke at it for a little bit. Can I poke at it? All right, so um, are you choosing the juniors and seniors that will be your mentors? 
I think for this first year, uh, and that's kind of maybe I think the other kind of uh, genesis for the idea is the juniors and seniors that I've got are all pretty excellent, and I think any any one of them would be suited for this. But I think I'm also going to hand select even within their ranks and like kind of invite them into it. Like, hey, we're going to try this out. Would you be a part of trying it out this year? Okay. Um, just be aware. I mean, you you know this, but we'll we'll communicate it. Um, for, for the podcast, a- anytime that we begin to kind of pick students like that, you're going to have students that, you know, why did I not get chosen? All those kind of things. And so there's going to be those conversations that, that will have to be had, right. And, and what that looks yeah, like. Yeah. And so creating that clear expectation of who's on that list to where that you're able to have this application process that a student m- must walk through. Um, complete and um, it's it's not just subjective, right? Like, okay, I like Kevin over Natalie, and so I'm going to pick Kevin. You know what I mean? And so there has to be that kind of way that we're able to identify who who is able to be one of these leaders and who's not. That way, when you have mom that comes in to your office extremely upset because right, right, her daughter wasn't chosen, that you're able to go well. Here's the thing, your daughter hasn't been at church in the last four and a half months, yeah, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Those kind of things that are easy. Apply. And I think I think you're saying it right by even having like a process, right? Like I right. think this is where like sometimes we get mad about adding layers and processes to things, but I think that's sometimes what helps us or protects us right. is hey, if there's an application and it's due by a certain date and they didn't turn it in, then that's protection for you. That's not just like you know a responsibility added to them. It's a way to protect you by saying, if they weren't timely enough to get it done, then yeah. But yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I'm hearing you talk, and I think in a layer already to add is maybe to have some other folks, maybe some of my junior and senior small group leaders pick as well, because that takes the pressure off of just me picking my quote unquote favorites to help. And so, right, if those yeah, already yeah. established groups are involved, then yeah. So we'll. Will there still be like junior and senior small groups that yeah, are going yeah. on? Okay. So every, every Sunday morning and Friday night when we have regular meeting small groups, um, there will still be age-appropriate small groups with adult leaders. But for our once-a-month middle school-only thing, um, juniors and seniors will be their small group leaders for that thing. Okay. So your leaders that are going to be with your middle school students will still be in their high school small group for the most part except for once a month? Once a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that won't be too bad because that was another question that I was going to ask. So I've I've tried to do some things like this in the past, and that was one of the things that I saw very quickly is I took all of these really solid leaders out to like mentor younger students, and then there was this like void in their grade, okay. if that makes sense. Because no, then you have like this like – yeah, you have this small group that you've pulled all of your leadership out of. And then everyone else, like some of the small groups, you know, they flourished because then you have some of those students that maybe are a little more quiet, but now with some of these like vocal leaders out of the room, they were kind of able to blossom into like the leader of that group now. Okay. But then some of them just, it was just like, well, this group is now horrible. You know what I mean? That that kind of thing. We lost all our personality. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, and, and so that, that's something to, to be aware of. 
Are you still going to involve adults in those groups, or will it just be? I, I think so. So w- one of the reasons this also kind of came to the forefront is because there's been a kind of boom of middle school like students involved in the ministry. Like it, we've ha- we've had to move to having like one leader per group for some of these things, and so I think this is a way to have maybe like a like an overseer adult leader for the couple of juniors and seniors that would lead these different groups. So as, as a way to add relief on the number of times I'm asking my adults to help out with stuff. And so it, it's, it's, yeah. it's a balancing board. Yeah. I think, I think having adults in the room, especially for like your first semester, yeah. right. Where they're able to have eyes on and really help those juniors and seniors, um, find their place, what that looks like, all that kind of stuff, then that's going to be, that's going to be huge for years. Um, so I did two different camps during the summer. We would do a, a middle school summer camp and a high school summer camp. And I always, I, all my small group leaders for my middle school camp were high school okay. leaders that would come. And then our, um, our adult leaders there, basically what I told them, I said, you guys are cheerleaders and lifeguards. Um, you're going to be kind of roaming around, making sure everything's going okay, all that kind of stuff. Um, loving on these high school leaders as they love on the middle school leaders, but then also being kind of that safety net, right? If anything goes wrong, like they know yeah. who to turn to, all that kind of stuff. And so I think that that's really, really important. Um, you, I mean, you've got to when when you have a junior and senior step into that leadership role. Um, for many of them that are ready spiritually to like lead those discussions and have those talks with those middle school students, the biggest area that I see them lacking in is a concern for safety that I think for adults, we, we just, we understand and we get right. But for them, it's, it's still, I mean, they're still students. And so having somebody there that can help in those areas, um, I, I think is really wise. So how do I respond to parents? Because I'm sure that that's an issue. Like, I think I probably could get my staff on board with it because they love any time that we kind of spotlight middle school sure. students. Well, how do I tell my parents that it's a really good idea for Johnny, the 17-year-old, to be leading a group for Timmy, the 13-year-old? Like, what, what's the how, – how do I how do I sell that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so – have you met Nitro? That's what you do. You bring that guy in. No, um so I, I think you I think you need to one, like we talked about, you start with this why. Um, Zach, I think you, you have to be really, really clear on what the curriculum looks like and make sure that your juniors okay. and seniors stay on it. Grasp it. Because one of the one of the questions one of the questions that you're going to get a lot from your parents is, well, what is this 17-year-old going to be teaching yeah. my 13-year-old? If you're able to show them this is exactly what they're walking through, that way they know that that 17-year-old is not walking in there going, all right, well, <laughs> hey, we're not going to use our Bibles today. Let me tell you about what me and Johnny yeah. did down at the dam. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's not what you want. And And so to be able to like – unpack, hey, here's what our curriculum looks like. Um, I think you need to talk through, and, and you probably need to think through, if you haven't already, what does your training and development okay. of those high school leaders look like? Because there has to be that part, right? You don't just throw them in the water and go, all right, figure out this small group leader thing. Um, and so 
if they see that, okay, these juniors and seniors have been selected through this application process that they've initiated in, there is development of them, there's a base set curriculum, there's also going to be adults in the room um, to provide safety, then I think that you're able to sell it in that way. If you just tell them, hey, some of the juniors and seniors are going to show up and hang out with your kid for two and a half hours, they're probably right. going, yeah. not not going to happen, all right? Um, but I, I think if you can show them that it's it's a serious and real thing yep. and it answers a question. And I think you sell it in our hope is that all of our students, as they grow up, learn what it looks like to be um, a disciple who makes disciples. Yeah. And this is the process that we're trying to implement to do that. Then it makes sense, right? Um, and, and, and there's a plan and there's a process for it. And so I think people can get on board with that and they understand that there's a development process for everyone. Like one of, one of my like underlying goals for many years in student ministry was I want every one of my seniors that graduate to be able to walk into a college or an adult Sunday school class and be able to lead it. And that doesn't just happen with just this, like, you're teaching on Wednesday. Like, you have to give them opportunities um, and, and places for them to grow and develop in in that. And so you create that. And so, so I think what you're trying to do is it fits the model that many of our churches have of creating small groups. The problem is that nobody's teaching people how to be small group leaders. They're teaching them how to be yeah. – small group attenders. Well, that's, you know what that's I mean? Right, Does that make we sense? Never, we never empower them to lead it, right? It's always come, show up, participate, leave, come, show up, participate, leave. And there's never any like typically right. like prep work that you do before you just kind of show up and give your opinions. Like you don't study sure. or research or read. And I feel like that's one of the things um, for this that might be so good, especially for some of my students that want that, um, that itch to 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 be about like prepping up a lesson right like i think i have several students if they knew that they were responsible for making this excellent would be about the task of making it excellent and you don't and you don't always get that when you're the participant. Oh, right? absolutely. Participants say, "Hey, will this be excellent?" but leaders say, "Can I make this excellent?" And so that's a good shift. Right. Well, dude, I, the high school students that we used to take to camp to do this act like uh, you're talk- I'm talking above and beyond almost any adult leader I ever had. I mean, they would because they were so excited about it, and they saw it as not just this thing that, like, all right, the youth pastors asked me to be there, so I got to be there. Like, they've one went through the application process of trying to be a leader, and so they're excited about it, and they want to do a great job. And so, man, those high school le- leaders for me. One, yeah. they would come so prepared lesson-wise. They knew their stuff. But then, like, the fun and excitement, like, was to a completely different level because, man, most of my high school leaders, especially the girls, they would come with, like yeah. – um, Customized gifts for and all of their and girls t- and their yeah. small groups and, like – Right, like he, here's this envelope that I spent no less than yeah. sixty hours, like creating for all of you girls, with like rhinestones on it and everything else, right? And and they're they're just excited, they're they're ready to go. And I think so often we've probably held students back, 
You know what I mean? That we just want them to like show up in a room, sit down, listen to us talk, be present so we can like fill them out that they were there on Sunday. And I think we've got to release them. We've got to teach them what it looks like to be the church because if our model is small groups in our church, we've got to teach these students or adults at some point what it looks like to be a leader of these or they're always going to sit there. Or we're going to have a culture of small group leaders yeah. that the only way they know how to lead a group is what they've seen. And what anytime you're trying to lead from just what you've seen, you're going to be slightly um, – you're, you're not going to be as right. good as the That's person right. that right. you watched do it before you. And so – right. And so um, – yeah, I th- man, I think that this is a great idea. I, I would work heavily on that development of your um, high school leaders, and then as you roll it out, I think communicating the why is so important and clearly communicating the why. Answering those questions that have nothing to do with the actual program, like what are the other juniors and seniors going to do? What are the are the ninth and 10th graders involved? Um you know, what time they need to be there beforehand, all that kind of stuff. What's the prep look like? Um, those are the questions that are going to get asked. Yeah. Make sure your senior pastor's in the know. I know I know you do that, but um, just talking through this on the air, man, that's one of the – man, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see a lot in student ministry. Guys will try to make changes, and their yeah. senior pastor's hearing about it when the rest of their congregation's hearing about it. And then he's like, he yeah. he has no opportunity to back you, and that's super important. So ma- making sure that he is involved and is um, cool. on board okay. is, is but highly, But here's the big question, and, and I need your help thinking of this question. So. How will I know if it's not yeah. working, and when do I pull the plug? Like we had enough happy talk. What if it's not working? <laughs> when do I? When will I know, and when do I pull the plug? so this is that's a hard question especially with this one because what you're talking about zach i think for it to really work well so i think you can you'll have some good years for the for the first two um because there'll be some excitement right it's new especially for your leaders that are getting it there's probably going to be a wane in three and four, when your ninth and tenth graders move into them. your that slot, um, okay, it wasn't new for them, and they never got to see it because they were never a middle school student that set in on it, and um, yeah, yeah. they were never the like new new ones. Does that make sense? Um, I think when this. You get okay. to see it. So when the eighth graders right now, when your middle school become, students have that juniors. first opportunity to be the leaders when right. they're in their junior year, that's when you'll know. I think so, unless you have like, unless you've got like a group of like sophomores, right, that are just these rock star leaders that your middle school students like cling on to, that they really invest in their life. Whenever you get those younger students that had an older student 
really invest into them well and do a great job, not only at teaching, but like just the outside of church investment, that's when this really pays off. Because that's that's discipleship, right? Um, So I think... Okay. I think you pull the plug if a few things happen. One, if your adults check out, right? If your adults go, well, I don't really need to be here, they don't catch the vision because then you, you're you setting yourself up in this very um, possibly toxic situation, right, where you've just got a bunch of students in the room and no real adult supervision, um, and then that just makes it dangerous for you, right, because then – some high school kid says something that's inappropriate. It gets back to mom. Like it all comes back on you yeah. because you don't have adequate adult supervision in the room, people that you trust, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I would pull the plug then. Um, I I would pull the plug if, and I don't know that this would like the end all be all of the program. Um, but if okay. your high if, if, school if students an underwhelming support then. want nothing to do with it. Yeah, if there's an apathy. And I think that that's probably more in just that group of students than the program. Um, But but honestly, I think the apathy comes if they don't understand what they're truly trying to do. Does that make sense? Um, But but I would still give it another shot. I would try to see if it was just that group kind of thing. Um. I, I think you've got to let it run the course. Like I think this is one of those kind of things that if you're going to do it, you've got to let the bugs get worked out. And there's going to be that awkward development stage of, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Kind of thing right, right, that right. has to happen. Um, the kind of half done idea complainers that are like, I'd be better if we were only doing. Right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. No, and that's and that's that's good wisdom because Chad, that means I've got to stick around here for at least three more years to see this thing through. Right? I mean, like, I didn't realize before I got on the mic today that I was committing myself to be somewhere for three more years. Yeah, I've actually been talking to your pastor about that, Zach. We're wanting you to really make a long term commitment. We're willing to it's offer not a you. Deal. Yeah, we're willing to. <laughs> I'm the negotiator for your church now, and so. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good, good. A little arbitrage. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty solid. Okay, well, that's good. Okay, okay. Well, hey, man, no, thank you. That's so helpful uh, in having this new idea for the fall and thinking through um, the why, um, thinking through having a process, maybe even formalizing the process, um, communicating to the right folks, not just the what, but the why, involving adults. Uh, and then seeing it through for long enough to see it pay off. I mean, that's that's good wisdom, Chad. All right. Sounds like I have some more work to get done <laughs> before the fall gets here. Eh, it's good work, though. Like, that kind of stuff to me is – that's impactful, right? Like, I mean, we can – It's the good stuff, right? Yeah, like, we can plan, like, events and things like that, but this is process, right? And this is, like – what you're working towards. I mean, think yeah. about it, man. If if you can say at the end of the day, like your juniors and seniors are ready to lead a small group because they've been doing it for two years and your middle school students want to become the type of people in your ministry that do that, like that's a win-win all around. Um, and, and and I think that that's what it looks like to, to help people develop and, and work in this kind of system that are – you know, capital C church has created in small groups and things like that. And so if, if we're going to run in this method and this strategy, I think we've got to really create, um, great leaders to implement it and do it. So, 
That's good. Thanks, good, dude. I, I like the idea. All right, man. Well, Wade, we'll keep track of it. I'll report back in and let everybody know in two to three years how it's going. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, ho- hopefully you're taking the pulse before then. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll check in later this fall. <laughs> you're like, nobody's come for two and a half years, but Chad said we had to continue to do it. Ch- Chad said you do- if you start something, you do it till it's done. You finish it till it's done. <laughs> that's right. And that's how the word tradition was born <laughs> from the dutch from the dutch word traditio uh yeah thank you for another episode of after nine thanks for listening uh, we're so excited next week is episode 40 episode 40 of after nine and chad is dedicating a whole episode to an exciting new venture that we're calling youth ministry booster want to learn more go to www.youthministrybooster.com sign up for the ground floor and learn more about where chad and zach are going next thanks for listening to after nine Join the community and continue the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, or visit after9ministry.com to share your story.